Hi! Welcome to a podcast of Smut and Dragons, where two MILFs talk about books that have dragons, smut, and sometimes both. Please note that neither of these MILFs claim to be experts in literature, but we are experts on vibes. We may occasionally spoil an extremely minor plot point, but we'll keep it to the first few chapters. Honestly, if it really bothers you that much, are you okay? Is everything alright at home? You can tell us, bestie. We love you. Oh, wow. I may have solved, well, Andrew may have solved our sign-off problem. Okay. Because, have you ever had this very unfortunate thing happen to you? And this will be TMI. (laughs) So, have you ever had this problem? Have you ever had this terribly unfortunate thing happen to you where, you know, you're, you're down and you're doing, and then your vibrator dies? No. Have you ever had that happen? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's truly it's, the worst. It's top 10 anime betrayals when your vibrator <laughs> dies and you're about to nut. <laughs> top 10 anime betrayals. It's oh, true. Oh my God. It's true. What does this have to do with our sign off because, problem? Because, because Andrew was like, when you guys sign off your podcast, you'd be like, have a good night, y'all. Don't forget to charge your vibrator. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was beautiful. like, you're actually right, because that's good advice that I should heed. That is so good. I know. Our, your bi-weekly reminder to charge your, your bi-weekly vibrator. bi-weekly reminder to charge your vibrator. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Genius. Andrew, Problems, problem solved. Andrew, wherever you are out there, he's, he's upstairs. upstairs. <laughs> You're genius. We don't deserve you. I know. Yeah, so shout out to Andrew. Oh, speaking of shout outs, shout out to Cookie. Yay! We got an email from a lovely, lovely person named Cookie um, who was recommending a series for me that I have read, but it have yet to It was for both of us, but we know who's going to read it. It was for me. <laughs> I just want to clarify that um, the the uh, subject line of this email was so funny to me. It said, my TBR is overwhelming and I'm not complaining. <laughs> LMAO. Um, it was a very, very sweet email. Thank you so much, Cookie. I, I That's how you signed off on your email. We appreciate you. We love that you love us. I love this part that they say, uh, keep being awesome. I look forward to your episodes. It really feels like listening to my besties. Aww. Cry. Sing- we love you too, best. Single tear running down my cheek. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so if you ever want to have a shout out on our podcast, just email us a podcast of smut and dragons at gmail.com. And say nice things. Because if you're mean, I'm not going to shout you out. <laughs> I'm not going to shout you out. I'm not going to shout you out. Well, maybe I will. But in a but in a but in a derogatory way. I'll make I'll make all of our fans, especially the ones in Australia, come after you. Yeah. I don't know. Something's in my eye, and it's really it's really just harshing my vibe. Uh, do you need to look in the mirror and try to figure it out? Are you good? Did you get it? 
I think I got it. Okay. We're good. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for coming to a podcast of Sweat and Dragons tonight. <laughs> I'm Maggie and this is Jillian. Yeah. We're dancing. We're dancing. You can't see us dancing. Okay. Ready? Yes. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I, I could not resist the pull of the scissor. <laughs> and I won. And Maggie won. Okay. Did you go first last time? Uh, I think I did go first last time. All right. So it's my turn. Yeah. So we are going to be talking about today <gasps> King of Wrath by Anna Huang. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. This has all of the tropes that I love. Mm-hmm. It's got, um, we've got marriage of convenience. Yeah. We've got um, forced proximity. Mm-hmm. We've got um, touch her and you touch die. Touch her and die. Um, <laughs> we've got like a billionaire power dom boy. Okay. And uh, I'm, <clears throat> yes, king of wrath. So we're going to start. Okay. First of all, we're going to yes. sh- describe, we're going to talk about it. As we always do. Yes. Okay. So Vivian Lau. Okay. Is our um, FMC. Mm-hmm. She is uh, an event planner in this very, like, wealthy, like, millionaire social circle kind of thing. She's an event planner, and she um, is very good at her job. She runs her own kind of event business, and, she's, and it's slowly up and coming. And uh, we open the book with her running uh, this kind of fundraiser. You know those, like rich people fundraisers right that she's like yeah you know rolling her eyes about and she's conversing with her friends and then all of a sudden a crowd starts to form at the front of the building yeah and she's like what's going on and one of her friends over like intercom not intercom but like walking headset headset, that's it uh goes like oh my god he Dante Russo is here. That's crazy. I can't believe he showed up. He never shows up to these. Nobody named Dante is ever not hot. (laughs) In a book. He's Italian. It's very (laughs) nice. So anyway, and she's like, oh my God. And of course, like all these people are surrounding him. Dante Russo is like not only a billionaire in this Mm -hmm. social circle, Mm -hmm. he's the richest billionaire Mm -hmm. and the richest eligible bachelor. Sure, that won't come up later. I love it when they have money. <laughs> when they it's a big have turn on for me, money. <laughs> it is a big turn on. Um. So anyway, so she's like, oh my god, I can't remember if they have an encounter or not. Honestly, it doesn't matter for me. Um. Because <laughs> cut to, she gets a phone call from her parents that night. She wraps up her event. It goes splendidly because she's great at her job. Um. She gets a phone call from her parents, and her parents are like, hey. Uh, we need you to be at dinner at our place in Boston at uh, uh, this Friday. No arguments. You need to be there. And she's like, okay. Okay. Uh, her parents are also, uh, they are new money. Um, mm. She lives, by the way, she lives in New York. Her parents live in Boston. So right. she's like, I got to go over to Boston. <clears throat> but her parents are new money. Mm-hmm. Um, they are Chinese, moved to America. Because they have this jewelry business that ended up becoming like an empire. Oh, um, good and for they them. Got very, very rich, very quickly. Good for them. Uh, and so she had somewhat of a normal childhood, like until like eventually it became whoa, we're really, really rich now. Mm-hmm. So, of course, anytime you have new money, they are desperate to be accepted by the old money kind of society. <clears throat> so. Her parents 
Tell her she needs to come over for dinner. Also, anytime her parents are like coming over, you need to come over to Boston like this Friday. Mm -hmm. No ifs, ands, or buts. She's like, okay, they don't usually give me an invitation like that. This must be serious. Right. So she gets like her best, like super modest tweed, you know, skirt suit Mm -hmm. with the pearl earrings and not what she normally wears. No red lipstick. We're going to do our like natural light makeup. Um, because she's very, very desperate for her parents' approval. She's very anxious to make sure that they, like, respect her and Mm -hmm. she doesn't dishonor them or anything like that. So she shows up at her parents' house and her dad is like, we've noticed that you are, you haven't really brought any boyfriends or fiancés or anything. You haven't been dating anyone. And she's, like, our age, like, 29, 30. Okay. And she's like... Okay, well, you told me I could pick my own husband as opposed to my sister who you married off to somebody. Right. Um, And they're all about, like, you know, marrying to enhance social um, status. Right. And they're like, well, you have proven that you do not know how to pick someone for you. Uh, Therefore, we have picked someone for you. And she's like, (laughs) no, they didn't. (laughs) Jillian's tucking her hair Um, and she's like, oh, um, I'm not really up for that. And they're like, it doesn't matter. You have to. And she's like, okay, well, when do I, well, what, who is he? And they're like, you're about to meet him. He's in, he's having dinner with us tonight. (laughs) She's like, oh, great. And so she literally has this conversation, walks into the dining room and who is sitting there but Dante Russo. Sorry, kid. You have to marry this really hot, rich guy. You gotta marry this hot, rich guy. And I know you're not gonna be happy about it, but you need to marry this really hot billionaire. No, don't make me, mom and dad. (laughs) No. (laughs) Mom. Please. Anyway, so. (laughs) So when are we getting married? Um. So, of course, she's, like, plastering on a smile. She's like, hi, I'm Vivian. How are you? And he's, like, immediately rude to her. And it's weird. Uh, He's, like, it's almost like he doesn't want to do this. mm -hmm. And it's very strange. And she's like, why are you being rude? And he's like, leave me alone and all of this stuff. Uh, And there's a point where um, he's, like, really staring daggers at her dad and we're like what's going on so then we cut to her dad have like some dirt on him or something dual pov we switched Mm. to dante's perspective uh her dad has fully blackmailed him uh so her dad uh has shown up with photos of his brother basically like sleeping with a Moth, a major like mafia princess. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my god! <clears throat> the daughter of like a major <clears throat> mafia boss. Where yeah. if they found out that, that he was with her, problem, he would literally die. So in order mm. to protect his brother, this this guy, I think it's Peter Lau, is his name. Her dad's name is like so. Um, in order for me not to release these photos, um, you're gonna be marrying my daughter. Period. And Dante's like, Yikes. you son of a bitch. Fine. Uh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> but I'm going to complain about it the whole time. <laughs> so 
Well, he's like, I'm not going to go through with this. I'm just going to pretend until I can dig up these photos and Mm. get rid of this evidence. So the whole time he's like, this is my enemy and she's the daughter of my enemy. So we got a little enemies to lovers as well. (laughs) I mean, they're just enemies. They're never going to become lovers. No. Uh, Never. So. So then, um, so then we have this like arranged marriage, all of these things, and it is, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. They got to plan this whole wedding. She has to move in with him like within the week. So she's like moving all of her stuff in. And the whole time she's trying to make this work because like she's really afraid of her parents. So she's like, I'm trying to make this work and you're being really rude about it. And it's like, why do you want to marry me? You you agreed to do this. Why did you agree to do this? And you're being really rude to me anyway. Yikes. Like, this is really awful. And so they have a terrible start. Right. But then the tension builds. Right. Um. So first of all, <laughs> uh, let me read you a one star review. All right. Let's hear it. So this one says, uh, disappointing with a dash of dull and annoying MC. <laughs> um, Damn. So this book was extremely disappointing. It's her first uh, uh, on a Huang book, probably my last. The main character is an insipid and dull person, which I did not find with an uh, absolute lack of personality. I didn't. I disagree. I fully disagree. Some um, people are so harsh for no reason. Yeah. Her reasons for accepting an arranged marriage are loosely founded. It's just too hard to root for a character who left her six-year-long relationship just because her parents declared she was too good for someone. So this was another thing. She has an ex-boyfriend that was like her first love in college that he did not come from money. Mm -hmm. And she was like in love with him and she was like, guys this is my boyfriend and they were like no and so she was like hey i'm sorry no we gotta break up yeah um i feel like sometimes people are like the main character didn't make any sense just because the main character makes choices that they wouldn't personally make yeah it's like okay so this character isn't like you that doesn't mean that they're not fully formed it just means that you can't relate to the things that they decided also i will say that this idea of like her breaking up with her boyfriend because her parents didn't like him it's a very like western mindset yeah of being like i can't believe she would do that she needs to set boundaries a lot of eastern countries like family is everything it's not the same the the way that the the way that the structure of the family is is not the same and they get into that and she's like first generation yeah american because they immigrated over here so it's like yeah that culture is strong yes with them. very very strong and that and that actually is very evident in the book they you talk ever seen, about that you ever seen <clears throat> crazy rich asians crazy rich asians it's like yeah. that yeah so they and they get into the cultural differences mm-hmm. there because dante's parents are italian italian and they are um he comes from a long line of um, owners of this very large luxury goods empire. Okay. So they're very wealthy, wealthy. billionaires. And his parents um, loved to travel mm-hmm. and they had um, two boys and fully were like, we are not cut out to be parents of these two boys. Um, and we they tried 
to do it. Um, and then the second son came along and they were trying with Dante at first. And then his brother came along and they were like, I don't, th- we're not cut out for this. And so they end up like making an agreement with his grandfather, who at the time was running the business. And they were like, hey, you're just going to look after them, the boys full time. Okay. Um, and we'll like sign over guardianship and all that. So they're not like involved in his life. Right. They are his parents. It's not like a, they're totally separated. They're around. But they're not like involved. The traditional mindset. Right. So for him, he's like, it's parents are just like they're just people they're not people you owe any allegiance to right so that kind of cultural difference comes up a lot Mm. um and then this is what got me uh the male mc's attraction to the female mc's fiery spirit was just nonsense she since she had no personality let alone a fiery spirit okay so here's the thing i feel like anytime we're like the main character she has no personality have you noticed that, like, you yourself are, like, inserting yourself as the main character? Yeah. I wonder if there's a f- dynamic there. Are you projecting a little bit? Maybe. <laughs> well, not that you're projecting, but, like, you're supposed to be putting yourself as the main character. Maybe that's why you feel like the main character doesn't have a personality. I don't know. Personally, mm. I felt like Vivian had a great personality because Dante... I'm going to read you a couple of quotes here because Dante loves a loves a woman that's mean to him, apparently. <laughs> I love that. Because he's that so dominating. He's like over here being cold and rude and all this stuff. He's a billionaire. He can do that to people. And she's over here like, um, absolutely not. Blah, 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 blah. And you can see him fully being turned on <laughs> by any time like, she's she mean to him. She just told me no. <laughs> I like that. Wait, nobody says that to me. So literally, so here's this part, like this particular, just a couple of snippets. I walked away before he could respond. She just told him off, right? The the heat of his anger lashed at my back, but I detected a tiny flash of something else in his eyes before I left. Respect. (laughs) And then here's another one. The image of that black dress clinging to her curves was still ingrained in my mind, as was the fire in in her eyes when she'd laid into me. Period king. <laughs> he loves a woman that's mean to her. Mean to him. Mm-hmm. This was the other thing. He calls her, so he's Italian, right? He calls her Mia Gara. And he does it a lot. At first, it's as a way of like being um, facetious or, yeah. or just kind of like p- mocking mm-hmm. you know oh mia cara mm-hmm. my love my fiance yeah my heart and then it turns into this <laughs> very steamy way and you saw me earlier i was reading over notes and i went oh, i forgot he calls her that yeah. <laughs> it's so good I love but that but oh the sp- and the spice the spice we have also a little bit of like, there's a point where, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but her life is in danger for a moment and he goes off. <gasps> he just goes off. And I feel like, oh, it's my favorite. I love that. But they're, I love it when I, they're in danger. Yes. But ah! I, I got to read you this. I got to read you this part. This is where he tell has me. a confession. Don't tell me. I don't know why I care. This is him talking to her. 
I don't know why I care. I just know I do, and I hate it. Self, self-loathing coded his voice. I hate the idea of you touching anyone else or anyone else touching you. I hate that other people can make you laugh in a way I can't. I hate how I feel around you. Like you're the only person that can make me lose control when I don't lose control. Every word, every step brought him closer until my back pressed against the wall and the heat of his body enveloped mine. But I do. His voice dropped, turning ragged with you. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> I really want to see... I want to see a video of a man like that saying those things, but it's you. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like a POV. Back, yeah. He's backing you up against the wall, and you just go, okay, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. Um, we've got, he's very, um, he does a lot of praise. Ugh. You know how we like that. <laughs> he does a lot of praise and and I'm going to have to I'm going to show you a scene later that you need to read. Um we're not going to do it on here, but oof, it's so good. So yeah, oh so this is a four peppers for sure. Okay. This is like there's still a lot of plot and there is a third act breakup, I will say. Um he is actively trying to destroy her father in the business um because he blackmailed him yikes so i mean it's understandable uh because her father is a piece of shit yeah that was not very kind of him it was not kind of a blackmail threaten his brother's life basically not good so he is kind of piece of shit um and she knows that rich people am i right people am i right um, so there is that. There is a little bit of third act breakup, but it's still really good. And uh for as far as stars, uh four and a half stars, I would say. This is this is a good one. And uh four like I said, four peppers, um ten fire emojis. I mean ten like ten fire emojis. Like whoo just has me hot and bothered oh my gosh so good i love that yeah me too i'm glad so try and top that i'm glad you bought a romance oh good because i didn't oh i didn't bring i read romance i read priory of the orange tree what You read I I read Prior of the Orange Tree by Smith Shannon. Hang on. Hang on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Prior you mean the like the uh-huh. big motherfucker? <laughs> the thick boy? Mm-hmm. I read Prior of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. <laughs> I just Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can do different things. I can do hard things. You can do hard things. <laughs> I can do hard things. Okay. Tell me about it. Priory of the Orange Tree is a high fantasy mm-hmm. standalone. There is a prequel that I have not yet read that's mm-hmm. supposedly very good. But yeah. you don't have to read both if you don't want to. But you'll probably want to. <laughs> I had heard that the prequel gives... 
a lot of great context, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, and I, I like. I don't know. I thought about it back and forth, where I was like, should I read the prequel first because the prequel came out second. Mm-hmm. Priory came out first, and then I forget what the name of the prequel is. Okay. I'm sure I know what the prequel's you know going over because it's in the past, mm-hmm. obviously, as is the nature of a prequel. Yeah, but <laughs> but anyway, so Prior of the Orange Tree is a high fantasy about a world where there's dragons okay and they're sort of like slightly more eastern style dragons Mm -hmm. some of them that but there's like a lot of sort of draconic and worm creatures as well there's like cockatrice and like drakes and like wyverns there's there's like all these kinds of things um and then like the main big old dragons that are kind of slightly more serpentine like a eastern dragon but they do still have wings um it follows four, like, main characters that start the series all in very, very different places with very different backgrounds and very different opinions. Love that. About things. So a quadruple POV. We have quadruple POV, but it's third person. And, you know, later on in the books when people start to actually be within vicinity of each other, we can kind of switch mid-chapter who we're, like, focusing on, right? Um, But in the beginning, our four starting places are, and this is the fun thing about it, Samantha is, like, a master of dropping exposition. She's, she's like, very much, I'm not telling you anything up front. Oh. But I'm going to drop it in ways that you're going to get all of it eventually, but you're going to get it from like different perspectives and like certain characters are only going to have so much information and other characters have different pieces of information and okay. some of it is contradictory and you're like, what's real? What really happened? Ooh, I like that. And yeah. So our first main character is Tane. She lives in the East in a country called Psyche. She is about to go through a, tri- a set of trials to become a dragon rider. <gasps> nice. Um, but she runs into a little bit of an issue okay. and does something that's a little bit illegal that may have ramifications later. We don't know. Um, what does she do? Next. <laughs> well, okay. So this is like the very first chapter. She... In the East, they have very, very strict laws about any visitors or any foreigners coming onto the land for some reason. Okay. Um, Not super clear exactly why to begin with. Um, But she is sort of walking slightly out of the walls of the city where she's technically shouldn't be and it's the night before. You know, she's about to find out if she's doing these trials or not. And she happens across a foreigner who washed up on shore. Oh. And she knows if she turns the foreigner in, they're going to lock down the island and that might... That might her trials. That might affect her trials and make them not happen. Yikes. Okay. And, but she also, like, if she brings them into the city and hides them, that's also a crime. That's okay. a very bad crime. <clears throat> um, but that's what she does. Um, she brings them into the city and she has her friend hide them. And the friend hides them with our next 
POV character um, who is an older man named Clays, who is originally from the West, but was exiled for some reason. And is, <laughs> and okay. is now in the East living in this secluded island that he has been exiled to because essentially basically no country will allow him to be there. Okay. Um, because he was exiled directly by the Queen of okay. in the West. Then we have Ardaloth Beck, who is... Come again? A, his name is Ardaloth Beck. Okay. But he goes by Loth. Most people call him Loth. Okay. Um, he is a nobleman from the West. Okay. Um, who was like childhood friends with the Queen, and he has been exiled for some reason and sent to a different country that is riddled with this thing called the red plague or the red sickness or the draconic plague um that they don't exactly explain explain what it is off the bat it's very much everything is told from this sort of like you know what it is the yeah. characters know what it is. Yeah, that kind of high so they, fantasy where you're just like, and shmerner. Yeah, they, she just <laughs> drops you in yeah. and starts dropping stuff, and you're like, oh, okay, all right, sure. So that's what that is. And you just gotta okay. take notes and keep okay. going. <laughs> you just gotta try to keep up. So he is headed to a country that he's been exiled to that is sort of riddled with this plague. Um, clearly with the intention that he will not return, that he will contract the plague and not return, was clearly the intention of the person who exiled him. Okay. Um, who did so without the queen knowing or being able to be interfering. Okay. Right? Our last POV character is Iad. She is a woman that is in sort of like the inner chambers handmaidens of this queen okay and she is actually in the vicinity of the queen because she works um in some of her inner circles but she and she's an immigrant and a convert to the religion that they have in that country okay um but it's all fictitious because she was sent by a different organization from the South. Oh, she's a little spy. Um, to protect the queen. Because protect supposedly, queen. and we don't know if this is true. Nobody knows if this is true or not. Um, it is a core belief of the religion in the West that the queen and her line is what is keeping the nameless one at bay. And the nameless one is a very, very dangerous, powerful, like, god dragon that almost destroyed the world like a thousand years ago oh, shit. and he's been sleeping underground ever since i'm sure that will continue to happen i'm sure that won't be a problem later <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> but yeah so that's where we start off okay that's the start that's that's where everyone is at the very beginning okay right and like I said, it's this, this is high fantasy, but in a very political intrigue kind of way. Ooh, okay. There is not a lot of like physical battles and fights and like fight scenes like in like Stormlight mm-hmm. where there's like a lot of that. There's like a few, there's, there's a few instances throughout the middle where there's, you know, more high energy, um, fight scenes. Yeah. But that is Few and far between. This is more most, like mental battles. Most and- of this is like information gathering and uncovering secrets and navigating court structures and it. 
political intrigue. I love it. So very kind Here. of in that way, Game of Thrones. You didn't read Game of Thrones. I didn't read Game of Thrones, but, that, but I'm aware of <clears throat> some of what happens in Game that of Thrones. That was what Game of Thrones was mostly mm-hmm. like. Yeah. At least in the beginning. Yeah. Very much that. Okay. And it's a lot of figuring out the lore, figuring out what actually happened a thousand years ago because all of these main characters, except for kind of McClay's, have a different religion that has a different origin story that has some of the truth, none of the truth, missing information about... What actually happened when the nameless one was bound? That sounds so good. And <laughs> we have to figure out what actually happened in order to find out if and when he is going to rise. Yeah. And how to fix that because he is a very, very evil, bad fire dragon and does want to destroy like everyone mm-hmm. and uh, and everything. And he, it's really, really bad news. Okay. Um. So yeah. So, yeah. 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 Crazy. Crazy. One star review. (laughs) One star review. Give it to me. Where'd it go? It started off well. Then it did the slow slide into stupid and never recovered from the steep dive into mundane. This was a (laughs) tedious book to read. (laughs) Tedious. Now, uh, what I will say is that this is a more, like, prosy kind of book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... It sounds like it. Yeah, a little bit more prosy in the way, like, Dowry of Blood and, like, uh, uh, fucking, what's <laughs> Cersei? Cersei? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Cersei were, um, very much that. Very lofty prose. Yeah. And... There's some beautiful quotes, and uh, that's the problem with reading the audiobook because I can't highlight anything. Yeah, you just kind of um, have to clip it. And then I'm just remember. like, oh, God. Yeah. And especially if I'm like in the car driving, I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll just, I'm going to try to, oh, geez. I need to get a physical copy of the book and just sort of scan and be like, where are all, all, these, all these parts that quotes. I need to highlight? Because there is a lot of like, oh, shit, that was, that was deep. Yeah. That was deep and very um, stunning. Very language. wise. Yeah, <laughs> that was very wise and very poignant for yeah. specifically what's going on right now. Um, speaking of people not not knowing what's going on in other places, it's like there's a lot of like ouchy moments where you're like, where someone's like, oh, like blah 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 about this person, and they don't know what's going on with that person, but you know what's going on with that person. Oh, ouch! And and yeah. you're like, oh god, <laughs> oh god, no! <laughs> a lot of moments as the audience where you know more information than the yeah. character, and, and like other characters, like all of the four main characters, even mm-hmm. like them making decisions that affect the other characters even before they've met them. Yeah, and you're like, no, don't do that because that's gonna, <laughs> gonna set off. Don't this do thing. that because that's gonna butterfly effect into something really bad for this person over there. Yeah, <laughs> and blah 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 blah. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of that. Um, so it's like I get how it might be a little much for some people. Yeah. Um. Did the slow st- slide into stupid and never recovered from the steep dive into mundane? 
beautifully it was written, a tedious but so book mean. to read. Like that's so mean. That's so mean, but so good. And and like, if you didn't get it, just say that it's fine. Yeah. It's it's fine. The thing is, high fantasy books like this, like they require a lot of mental mental energy to energy. read and get through. This is the type of book where you will have to read mind numbing smut with no plot afterward, for sure. Um, just to just to sort of be like process what happened. <laughs> yeah process what happened i can't you can't dive into another series after no. that like you got not like immediately yeah you need a little you need no a little this is like cleanser. after reading gideon the ninth it's like i didn't go straight from gideon into harrow no. i had to decompress with some werewolf smut in between <laughs> um or else i don't know how i would have been able to get through yeah harrow yeah but yeah it's it's very much that but it's a one shot it's a high fantasy I was in a say, one I was shot. Like, I cannot believe that this isn't a series, which is crazy. Yeah, and it looks like a thick boy, but it's it's it looks about as thick as a Brandon Sanderson novel, but it has thick paper. Yeah, so it's not actually as long. Are, yeah, they're bigger. It's not actually as long. Yeah, um, it's like I don't know nine. How many? Pages how many hours? The audiobook is. 25 hours almost 26 hours that's not at regular speed and i did speed it up to 1.3 yeah um that's what i usually do yeah most of the time you need it it eats up some of the dead yeah pauses yeah um 1.3 is usually enough to get it at a nice pace for listening without it without it feeling yeah 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 no, I, I, I've, um, with my audiobooks, I've mostly been doing for my nonfiction reading goal, which is not going well for this year so far. <laughs> It's just too many good smoke no, books out I don't, there. No, and I don't care. I know. I know. If I want to learn something, I'll watch a documentary or like <laughs> a, a TikTok about it. Yes, I, I, made a, I made a goal for myself. I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast, but I made a goal for myself to read 10 nonfiction books this year. I've read three mm-hmm. maybe four um and most of them have been in audiobook form so that i will listen to them because i can't um, i can't put my eyes no to it's the, like reading a textbook i can't put my eyes to the paper it's like reading a textbook i'm to not doing page. that it's terrible but um in order to get through it i do speed it up to 1.3 and it yeah. makes it more tolerable yes it makes it more tolerable um what was i saying it's not it's not that crazy it's not as crazy long as it seems so, Priory of the Orange Tree, is this a book that Andrew has read? No, he wants to. And that is... You have read I know. a high fantasy a book. A high fantasy dragon before, book that Andrew Andrew read. Yes. For context, Andrew reads, like, the thickest boys. The thickest boys. And... The more complex the story, the better. Yeah. And loves dragons. He loves dragons. Loves dragons. Not the way I love dragons. <laughs> No. He loves Not, dragons in a different way. We both way. love dragons, but in a different... But I love dragons in a special way. <laughs> in my own special way. In my way. own special way. But, yeah, so, so, this book, again, high fantasy, high intrigue. Yeah. Very, very much a people... Complicated com- storyline. <gasps> so good. But, like, the thing, the thing, the thing about it is, when you're reading a book like this, and then, like, somebody like touches someone's cheek or like holds their hand yeah. and you're like ah! you 
freak flame. out. I'm freaking out. Flame. I'm I'm freaking out. I'm flamed. Anyway, happy Pride Month. It has a sapphic romance Yay! in it. <laughs> I don't know if this is kind of come out in June, but um, I think this is going to come out in June July. It's June now. It's June, June now. now. So happy, happy Pride. Pride. <laughs> happy Pride all year long. Happy Pride does have a sapphic romance in it. It does yeah. fade to black, which I was expecting. Okay. Um, That's fine. Um, I guess. <laughs> And it's 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 the kind of thing where I was like I I knew going into the, into it that there was some gay stuff gonna, that was going to happen yeah and the whole time I was like who's going to do the gay stuff <laughs> who's going to do the gay because it could be any of these bitches could be the gay <laughs> one I'm not sure who's going to be gay I was surprised to you find surprised? out who who oh. the gay was happening between um I was I was like when. <gasps> See, my money's on the Dragon Rider, but now I'm not so sure. I was very pleasantly surprised. Is it a spoiler to reveal? Yes, okay. it is a spoiler. Okay. I'm not telling you who, okay. who's Don't gay. Tell me. I'm Don't not tell telling me. you who's gay for each other because it will be a spoiler. Because when they when they first delve into gay stuff, well, the, the, I'm like... <laughs> Just jaw on the floor. Jaw on the floor, but I'm <laughs> smiling. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> I love this for you guys. Yay. But um hope that turns out okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> What the hell does that mean? I don't know. Okay. That's the that's the thing. It's high fantasy and you know, these motherfuckers. This is not a romance book where everyone's going to turn out 100% okay. Okay. Um, this is not a book where people are going to come out unscathed and untraumatized. That's true. People and with, die. with all of their parts. Yeah, people die um, for this with this stuff. The, people do die in this book. Okay. And things do go very wrong. And it it and you go ouch. Yeah. That was that hurted. That hurted. That poked my heart, and I. Whew, okay, yeah, that is is a, a harsh uh, awakening when you've been reading Monster Smut for a long time, yeah. and then you're, and then you're like, oh no, things bad things can actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> will can and will happen <laughs> oh and there's no guarantee that everyone turns out okay and um but it's very good the story is really really paying off and you know you just have to be prepared to be taking mental notes and being like okay but wait 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 this person found out this but this person found out that, and those things don't necessarily cancel each other out. But it would be really good if this person knew that thing when they because they know that thing and trying live for that trying shit. Trying to though. keep up with all that stuff. I live for that shit though. I if know. I can take notes, I know absolutely love to take a note. I love to take notes. Period. It's it's a it's a lot of that, and it's a lot of oh shit. I wish you I wish you knew about this thing, but you don't. So you're gonna make a bad decision based off of lack of information and there's something i can do about it because i'm and just then here. here you are just yelling at your book i know so and here i am just just here being like oh no don't you know this thing they found out thousands of miles away from you god idiot idiot, <laughs> idiot. anyway this book like i said it fades to black 
two. That two is fade yeah. black, right? Yeah. So I'll call it two. Um, peppers. Stars? I'm gonna go 4.5. Nice! I'm gonna go 4.5 on stars. Yeah. Um, it's very good. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Don't expect it to be fast-paced, though. No. Yeah. I, I Just don't expect it to be fast-paced. Go into it knowing that it's gonna be a beautiful prose, and you're gonna have to really use your noggin to keep up, and you're gonna have a good time. If you like that sort of thing. If not, go listen to a different episode. I recommend so much Monster <laughs> Smut. Um, that if you still a- like dragons but need some smut. Can I interest you in a demonic being that's living in the sewn together body of several no! people? No! Get more out of here! I refuse! I refuse! Get Mort out of here. Maggie's the hottest one. I don't know, what to, I don't know how to tell you this. I love, uh, shout out to Cookie again, who emailed us. Um, <laughs> they said, we love, uh, I love that uh, Jillian recommended the Doves and Demons book, uh, because can I just say, and they put two black hearts around his name, Mort. <laughs> Which is so true. Mort? That's my baby girl. <laughs> orange tree that's a good book but what about in terms of mouthfeel you go first how oh. you, how was how was king king of wrath in terms of mouthfeel. in terms of mouthfeel king of wrath in terms of mouthfeel you are in a like incredible evening gown mm. i'm talking an evening gown that was made by a designer that's like Rare does not make evening gowns for everyone. It's like beaded. It's like cut in all the perfect ways. It fits you like a glove. And you're walking into this like big venue that's... I don't know why. I feel like white marble marble columns. Ballroom. (laughs) Ballroom type of thing. There's people all about... You have like a glass of champagne. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Obviously, because rich people drink champagne. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and you are mingling with people and you're trying to talk and you're kind of you're you're doing a great job of doing it, but you're kind of getting exhausted and then but you feel these like dark eyes on you in the crowd mm-hmm. and you feel this heat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you get this sense you're like you know, I don't want to be in with these people anymore. So you go into like sort of a private, more private room that's like a, um, oh, what are those super masculine like smoking rooms? Okay. Yeah. You I know what I'm mean? talking about. Yeah. Go I think that's like, what it's called. So then you kind of go off into another room, one of those like masculine smoking rooms, and then you feel like <laughs> someone has followed you and there's like their breath is on your neck. <laughs> That's King of Wrath. Time to write a fan fiction, Maggie. <laughs> it's time. Time for Maggie to write a fan fiction. I'm going to write for some fan fiction. Um, you still have to write the Tarzan fan fiction. I do. That you've been threatening. I do. I've been threatening it. You have been threatening it. I, I, I'll i write it. Let Go me ahead. Let me get some down. <laughs> Go I'll, ahead. Write, I'll write it right now. Go ahead. Let me get in. 
in the jungle. <laughs> the mighty jungle. <laughs> yeah. Stay Anywho. tuned for my Tarzan fan fiction that I will post. Maybe. Actually, no. No one's ever going to read it. <laughs> no one's ever going to read it unless you email us directly and say, Maggie, please send me the And then maybe the I'll send it to you. And then maybe I'll send it to you. Maybe. If I like the way you look in your email. <laughs> if you grovel enough, if you grovel well enough in yep. the email, I'll send it to you. Which groveling, consequently, is a thing in my fan fiction. <laughs> it should be thank you <laughs> as it should be okay so priory of the orange so tree. Priory of the orange tree by samantha shannon in terms of mouthfeel oh this is hard you're on a beach in the dead of night it's cold you are worried about lighting a fire because you don't want to attract People who may be out there in the darkness. But it's so cold and you need to eat. So you risk lighting a small one. Oh, shit. And you can smell the salt of the ocean and the burning of the wood. And you're drinking like like a spicy whiskey, like a cinnamon whiskey fireball if you will <laughs> that's that's canon in this you're, one, you're sipping it trying to warm yourself up and over the crackle of the fire you hear the sound of something large <gasps> flying in the distance mm. over the ocean oh shit i you went real oh my god i feel that okay. yeah yeah that's what i got that's what I got. That's that's Priory of the Orange Tree in terms of mouthfeel. That that sounds like a lot of shit is going down. Can I just say I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. For I was like, it. I can't wait to see Maggie's face when I tell her I read fucking Priory of the Orange I Tree. I have it on. I have it in my um in my Kindle library, and I have never gotten to it because I'm like, I just, I just. It's a lot. I feel I I feel like it's also like it's it has become a lot and then it I just kept putting it off and putting mm-hmm. it off and you read it you I read, read it. that shit I read it anyway thanks so much for coming to a podcast of Smut and Dragons tonight my name is Jillian my name is Maggie don't forget to charge your vibrator don't forget guys. to charge your vibrator <laughs> have, have a great, great night. night. for listening to our show for more content from us follow us on tiktok and instagram at a podcast of smut and dragons if you want to follow either of us individually you can find me maggie on instagram and tiktok at tea with margaret and jillian on instagram and tiktok at jillian Keishlin art leave us a comment and say hi guys we would love to hear from you and hear about your thoughts on the books we've read Also, please be lovely and leave us a little sassy review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us we sound nice. That's all for now, babes. See you in two weeks for our next episode. Okay, scram. Love ya.